Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson. And once again, you're listening to When He Speaks Erotica, the podcast where I explore the intoxicating powers of love, relationships, and sex, all from my perspective. I want to invite you to experience that journey with me as I try to awaken your innermost thoughts. My topic of the night is the hurtful words you never say to your lover in bed. Also, for my question of the night, what made sex so exciting when we were younger? So do me a favor, go ahead and relax and chill and do what it is that you do. And I'll be right back with my question of the night. Alright, so my question tonight is What made sex so exciting when you was younger? I know for me It was that Doing it on the regular Not every day, but every chance we got In the car Hotel rooms um, My house um, My bedroom um, Just on the beach you know, whenever we could get it in, we got it in. And it was also that that thing of getting caught, that feeling of getting caught. Because I know it was one time we was at my um, my mom's house, and me being the oldest, you know, you know, I had the ability to to keep my brothers and sisters out, well, to let them play outside longer or more than what they should have. When my mother told me, don't let them, you know, do too much without you watching. But then when my girlfriend came over, it was like, shit, every man for himself. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm about to go ahead and do a ring up here. So y'all, as long as y'all stay around the house. And my brothers and sisters, they, when my girlfriend would come over, they knew uh, we was messing around, but they didn't know we was, you know, being intimate. So they would, like, burst into the door and, you know, and act like they was trying to come into my room or whatever. And then one time, <laughs> one time me and my girlfriend was like, mid fuck it. And she was sitting on top of me. So we heard the door open and we just paused like, don't move. Don't do that. Don't say that. You know what I'm saying? And she looking at me nervous. I'm looking at her nervous. We sweating. And then the door closed and I can hear my brothers and sisters, you know, outside the window. And we just went ahead and finished up. That was like some of the funniest moments. You know what I'm saying? So that, that thing you went through when you was young, man, it, it, it's, it's nothing like as it is now that you're old. You know, I mean, you you get the feeling, but it's not as it's not as it's not that hungry feeling when you was kids or when you was in your twenties. You know, um, because there's a, a, a electrical thrill that just goes through your body. You can just you can feel that shit surging through your soul when you're being intimate with someone you think you're in love with or that you do love or you care about. You know that that. Uh, that youthful exploration of sex that has a, a, a thrilling journey of self-discovery as we found more about ourselves and our partners. It was exciting because it was uncharted territory, a secret world that felt that felt both mysterious and exhilarating. We experimented with different positions, spoke about taboo topics, and stepping outside of our boundaries. It was a chance to take risks we wouldn't normally take in, our, in other parts of our lives. And, and the opportunity to explore new possibilities with an open heart and mind. Like I said, the anticipation of what the night held was electrifying. 
whether it would end in disappointment or our wildest dreams being fulfilled. Either way, it was worth the risk. Because the fact that I, I thought I may have gotten caught or someone may walk 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 up on us, on, on me being intimate at the time, it was worth the risk to me. Now, if my mom was around, I, I, I tried not to, I tried to be respectful. I'm saying, but there was a couple of times when she was asleep or she was in another room, and you know, I did a couple of things with uh, my girlfriend, but you know, we kept it at a minimum. I'm gonna keep it like that. I ain't gonna say respectful, but I'm gonna be at a minimum. You know, it wasn't like I was between the legs or anything like that, but we were doing other things to turn each other on, you know. Either way, it's worth the risk to find just find ourselves in the thrones of pleasure and discover a side that life has been of life that has been hidden from us for a long time. Because when you are young, I know for me, when I was young, I would hear my uncles and his homeboys talking about sex and relationships, and they was very detailed about it. And, you know, he started talking to me. He was like, when you get ready, you want to make sure that you're prepared. You want to make sure that, you know, this is what you really want to do because you're not only changing your life, you're changing the life of someone else. So you got to make sure that, you know, sex is where it is that you want to be with that person and make sure they understand the same thing. You know, he uh, he turned me on to uh, the Mac in 1972. Well, the movie came out in 1972. But I saw the Mac and I was like, okay. The, the way he was, you know, mind controlling women, that's what I want. Even though I haven't, there's been a few that I mind controlled in my, you know, in my, uh, in my day. But I, I'm not saying that I had a, a harem of women that was under my control. No, I'm not going to even front and say it was like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, that's what it's about. I mean, it's, it's about the physical. It's about being intimate and touching and caressing and kissing and sucking and licking. It's about that, too. But it's definitely about the mind. It's the mindset. And when you're young, your mind is not developed. You're like all over the place. But for me, I learned at an early age to develop the mindset to not only get the pleasures that I get physically, but also mentally and emotionally. So I tapped into that at an early age. You know, um, I think from trying to find new positions to exploring fantasies and fetishes, sex always have an adventure when you're young. You know, because you dream about stuff, you talk about stuff, you 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 hear people talk about stuff, and then you want to try. And when you're young, you can try a whole lot of shit because you limber. You know what I'm saying? You're able to to get in a car and and just go at it as if you're in the bed. You know what I'm saying? When you're old, as you're older, now, I can see myself fucking in the car now. I probably be hot and sweating, and I need a bottle of water. You know what I'm saying? So when you're young and exploring sex, you discover like a wild, unknown landscape. And you're eager to venture out into that uncharted territory and try new positions in fantasy. Pushing yourself to, to discover what it, what it feels to be alive sexually at a young age. With each experience, we begin to tune it, tune, we become more in tune with our bodies, our impulses, and each other. Even though the even though the thrill still exists today, today, there's something special about those days when we could do whatever we wanted 
and there was nothing that nobody could stop us. You know, my mother would have those conversations with me. All right, make sure you wrap up and make sure, you know, don't have sex before, you know, you really want to have it. You know, okay. By that time, I was I was long gone. I didn't. I don't think my mother knew until um, I think just before I went into the navy. You know, because we never had those conversations. You know, back then, you know, older people, the older generation, didn't have conversations about sex and relationships and stuff like that. They talked to you about working a job for thirty years and getting a gold watch. All right, man, I ain't gonna be working no job. I'm not you. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I'm about to go see the world. You know, I got to leave Slovan. You know? Uh, being able to express ourselves and our desires in such an intimate way left us feeling liberated and free. Because we are naive about what we were doing. But somehow it didn't matter. You know, when I first started out with sex, it was like, just get inside and, you know, pump a couple of times and she hold on to me and I hold on to her and we feel good. That's what I thought sex was. But then I started to read a little bit more. I started to watch a little bit more TV. I started talking to my uncles and his homeboys a little bit more. And then I started really tapping into who I was sexually. And I brought along my partner and she started to tap in and we became a force at a young age. Oh my God, we were doing so many crazy positions and wonderful positions that it was like, it, I don't know what heaven feel like, but I guess I was in, in <laughs> I guess I was in sex heaven. That shit felt so <laughs> It felt so good at a young age. Oh my God. Whew. Um... And it felt almost liberating to express ourselves that way, to explore each other's unspoken desires. The innocence of experience made it even more exhilarating. We suddenly realized our power to discover and feel passion, even though we may have never recaptured that feeling completely. But by remembering, we can take things, we can, by remembering it, we can take comfort in knowing it was once ours. Memories last a long time for me. And there have been days I, you know, I don't sit and and well on it or, or, or wish I was with that person again, but I, I can sit and recall and enjoy that moment. You know what I'm saying? And enjoy the fact that I experienced that at a young age. No matter what, sex has always been a source of joy and excitement when we're young. The allure that drew us was, was something as simple as a delightful taboo. Getting caught for me was a taboo. You know what I'm saying? Getting caught by my parents or my brothers and sisters. Not saying I wanted them to, but the fact that it was it, it almost could have. It felt good for me. It was like a almost like a driving force. Meaning that, you know, I, I didn't do it. I'm not saying that I did it in order for them to catch me. But if they did, I wouldn't have been all fucked up behind it. You know what I mean? Um wasn't the journey of uncovering ourselves, learning who we were, or gaining, gaining our anatomy? Or was it the thrill of being daring and doing what was forbidden by society? Whatever the cause was, we was entranced. From time, those memories come back with a peculiar swirl of curiosity, nostalgia, and hilarity. To wrap it up, 
with bodies full of hormones and back and I'm sorry, with bodies full of hormones and brains full of curiosity, it's no wonder why exploring sex was so exciting when we were young. From the first moment of discovery to building a strong relationship, sex improved our lives in so many ways. Not only is it physical, but it's also mental. And as we age, keeping that childlike sense of curiosity alive is the key to maintaining a much-needed spark. Who knows what's new and amazing sexual experience awaits us? I know for me, ain't nothing to wait me. I, I done done everything I think I could have done sexually. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of stuff I haven't done, but that's just not going to make the list. You know, I'm just going to have to chalk that to the game because, you know, I'm at a certain point where it's like, uh, I, you know, whatever happened, it happened, you know, but, um, to, to sit here and reflect after having this, uh, this particular topic was, was pretty good for me, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's been a while since I really kind of like went back and thought about some of the stuff I've done, even though I've been doing this podcast for a minute, it's just, um, I, I try to stay more up to date and to go back and have a moment of nostalgia was good for me when it came to doing this podcast. Which came was good for me when it came to doing this question tonight. So um, I hope you enjoyed it. And on that note, I'll be right back with my topic of the night. So my topic of the night is the hurtful words that you never say in the bedroom. We all know that the bedroom is a sacred space endowed with the powers to create an an intimate bond between two individuals. And it should be treated as such and guarded against any words that could possibly bring harm. Therefore, one should take precaution when speaking in this privileged environment. I mean, it's easy to say something that will hurt someone's feelings or make them feel bad. Very easy. I mean, it can come off the top of your head like that. While you being intimate, here's what we should keep in mind and avoid saying during such a shared moment of intimacy. Number one, never ask a person if they're excited. To be in that situation with you, most times than none, they're very they're, they're very excited to be with you. For you to ask that question is kind of like redundant to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to say, speaking for myself, if someone was to ask me that question, I would come back with, with why would you why would you ask me that when we're together, butt-ass naked, enjoying each other? Of course I'm excited. And you should be able to see that I'm excited by, if you look down you know, between my legs, you will see how excited I am. But if I give the vibe, if I can't stand tall, if I'm falling short, then yeah, that, that's a question that, you know, that might that may pop up. But if, if you don't get those type of indications, then don't 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 bring that question into the bedroom. Because love is about anticipation. Never ask your lover if they if they're excited in the bedroom. Let that excitement build naturally and let your partner draw from their own conclusion about what the night will bring. Because if you jump to, you know, if you jump to conclusion too quickly, 
you risk ruin ruining the moment. Enjoy and savor each other's touch, every caress, allowing pleasures to grow and deepen. When it's time to move on to something new, never rush. Instead, create a beautiful, lasting memory together and take your time. Now, ladies, I'm speaking only as a man. To ask a man if he's excited is very deflating on all levels, especially if you don't see his excitement or you can't feel it. Number two, are you getting ready to come? Ooh, that, that burns my soul. That burns, especially when I'm like in my groove and I'm, you know, like a well-oiled machine and I'm pumping. Don't disrupt me with some crazy-ass questions like, am I coming yet? Because once you ask me that, I'm going to think you're, you're either not into this or you didn't want to, like, do this in the first place. You're only doing it for me. And that that takes away from what it is that we're, what, what I think we're creating in the bedroom, which is intimacy. Asking your lover if they have, if they're close to having an orgasm can be extremely counterproductive. It's always best to leave this question out the bedroom completely because it can make the other person feel like they're being watched. Instead, focus on communication during sex so that you both can understand what the other person wants and needs so that everyone will have a good time. Please keep in mind that your partner's pleasure is just as important as yours and never make them feel as though they need to focus too much on yours. Because, okay, you may have gotten yours. You may have reached that moment, reached that peak. Don't ask me if, 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 if I don't give an indication that I'm close then kind of like wait, you know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, your, let me get mine like you got yours. Now, if a woman asks me if I'm getting ready to have, if I'm getting ready to come yet, because, it, okay, say if a woman, say, if, okay, I'm with a woman, and she say, are you getting ready to come yet? No, but I'm close. She tells me she's close. Now, that's going to be an indicator for me to like, okay, why don't you pick up the speed so that way y'all can both reached a level of ecstasy at the same time. Now, if you ask me that question and it's, you know, pertaining to that, then yeah. Because that's a, a, a good way to get the, get the for me, getting my juices flowing because I know I want to help you get to that point and we get there together and enjoy as one. Oh yeah. Ask me. Better yet, encourage me to come. You know what I'm saying? Encourage me to have that orgasm. You know, do certain things that may, you know, that may uh, make it pop off quicker than, you know, than what it should. Because when you have an orgasm together as a couple, to me, it ranks up there very high as far as experiencing something with your mate, you know. Um, The next one is, my ex used to do this. Maybe you look, ladies, bros, dudes. Don't ask your man or your woman, or don't don't bring up another person that you know that you've been with while I'm with you, ladies. Please don't do that. that oh my 
God, that 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 destroys. What's the word I'm looking for? That destroys confidence. That destroys relationships. Because in my mind, you're still thinking about the mother. You're letting me know that he left such an impact that you had to bring him up during the time we being intimate. And you know, man or woman knows how much effect that has on the other person. You know that's going to fuck with a person mentally and psychologically. Just those words, my ex used to do this, why don't you? Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? You're going to bring up your ex and what they used to do? That That's like, all, all sex stops for me right then and there. I, I don't even want to go no further. If you're in my spot, get the fuck out. Well, I'm going to throw my clothes on and, and I'm going to bounce. Lovers are unique and special With each relationship Different from the last It's important to remember that What works in the previous relationship May not work in your current one And vice versa Asking the current lover to do something That your ex did creates feelings of comparison Insecurity And tension You bring tension Insecurity And you make the person feel like you're comparing them like that person is a whole lot better than what I got with you what I got going on with you you're not doing nothing my ex used to do more than what you're doing right now your present lover may feel like they're always falling short or never measuring up so it's best to stay away from topics that will make them think you're thinking about your ex let your current relationship develop naturally instead of trying to recreate what came before. After all, you want your romance to be carefree and effortless, not weighed down by expectations. Number, uh, the next one. Comment on something that's, that's obvious, you know, to someone. Say like, uh, okay, a man's too hairy or a woman's breast too big or small. You're getting ready to be intimate, and you make the comment, oh, you got small breasts. And even though you didn't mean for it to come out in a negative way, however you say it, at that moment of time, it comes out negative. Especially if the woman is, is small breasted, or vice versa, if her, if her tits are like huge, you're like, god damn, there's some big ass titties. It, 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 it may not come across they may not see, you may come across as you excited, but they may not see it as you being excited. They may think you're thinking something's wrong with them or they're abnormal. So you got to be very careful about how, it's not about what you say, it's how you deliver the message. Because once they, once the message seems like it's being delivered fucked up, that's how it's going to be received as fucked up. And that destroys all um, sensations, all um, anticipations and and probably it's not going to happen or it's not going to be good they might just be there with you or, or a man might be inside you just pumping just to get it over with and then ready to go because it have been hurt it, excuse me, their feelings have been hurt so you got to be careful how you deliver a message or say something to people especially if it's something that they know that's going on a man knows that he's hairy so if you you know, make that, you know, 
the comment, oh, you hairy, and turn your face up and turn your nose up and, you know, give that that vibe like something, like you're a fucking werewolf or something, then you're going to, like, you know, probably lose him altogether and vice versa with women. You got to be careful. Never comment on something that's obvious to someone. Doing so can be hurtful and alienating, especially for those who feel self-conscious about certain features. Even jokes about physical attributes can be seen as insulting and dismissive. Instead of making assumptions, focus on getting to know the person and celebrating, and celebrating differences. There's no need to sing out someone. There is no need to single out someone because respect is always the best policy. The next one. Usually my ex love when I do this. Self-explanatory. I just got, I just talked about the ex, so it's the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me what you used to do to your ex. I don't want to envision your ex in your mouth. I don't want to, you know, see or have the thoughts of your ex making you have an orgasm and you ain't had one with me yet. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to like cause friction. Don't ever bring up your ex when we enter. Don't bring them up when we sitting down eating dinner. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's in a, in a situation that's, you know, that's, you know, outside the bedroom or something that's not so impactful. Don't, I don't want to talk about your ex. I can care less about your ex. And if you still got thoughts about your ex, then maybe you need to be back with your ex. Plain and simple. So when it comes to your ex, it's best to tread carefully with that. Saying something like, usually my ex like it when I do this, implies that you still have a connection or a common ground with that person. However, you should always treat an ex with respect and with caution. This kind of statement could give them the wrong impression and lead to bad behavior. The best thing to do is keep things as neutral as possible and leave it at that. My next one is, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling this anymore. Especially if you if you say, hey, I'm not feeling this anymore. During the time we are being intimate, you got to explain why. You can't just stop me from, you know, doing my thing with you without explanation. Now, when I say that, I mean, I'm going to stop. But I'm, I need to know why. Because once you, when you come out and say stop, everything stops. I don't care what the problem is, how you feeling. If a person tells you to stop having sex with them or to leave them alone, to get up off of them, to move, do it. Don't ever force yourself on anyone. It's not worth it. And you don't know what that person is going through at that particular time. They may be having some chest pains. They may have a migraine. They may be, that time of the month might be start. You don't know what it is. So when they say stop, stop, cease all fucking. But it's important to talk about it. Um, don't just say, don't just say that you feel like we don't need to be intimate anymore. Instead, talk about your feelings with your partner and, and have a, you know, in a, talk about your feelings with your partner in, in an understanding and, a, and respectable way. Explain why it's hard to be close or what's going on at that particular moment. Show some empathy and respect 
and, and work together to find a solution so that it works for both of you, if it's possible. Let your partner know that you're taking a break or, you know, you need a moment or you just need to stop altogether and explain why, what's going on, or give some type of detail to, to make them feel like it's not them or something that they did or said. Because this will help you understand each other better and feel less anxious. To wrap this up, as lovers, we must be mindful of the words that we use with our partners. Words said in heated moments can cause long-lasting damage and have, and have the potential to harm a relationship. So let's take care. Let, let us take care to express our love in a meaningful way and never forget the power of gentle loving. I'm sorry. Never forget the power of gentle loving communication. In the bedroom, the kindest words are always heard. And that's it for the night. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who listens and supports the podcast, man. Um, it's a big thing to me, still. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got some other things going on. That's why I didn't, you know, do anything on Wednesday night. So, you know, I was working on some other stuff and time got past me. But, um, you, everyone who listens to the podcast, it means a lot. It means a lot. I keep saying it week after week after week after week, but that's me. That's who I am. That's who J.R. Robinson is. I appreciate anybody who, who supports me in any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here for the, you know, hype. I'm not here. I'm, I'm just doing something that I found a, a lane to do. I enjoy doing it, and I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to be cons- more consistent and do it, you know, Wednesday and Saturday nights, but I also got a life outside of the podcast, and that's what I'm working on. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, every time I don't do something, every time I don't do a podcast on one of those nights, it seems like people just continue to listen. And that, I know people listen to see what I'm going to say differently, you know, every week. But if I don't say something, if I don't have a podcast one night and you still listen, that that's good energy for me. That's a good vibe, you know, because I know now they haven't heard you. So you got to come up with something outside of cheating and what I probably don't talk about two or three times. You know what I'm saying? And also, if, 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 if you're doing a podcast, if you're doing anything, and if you're talking about certain things over and over again, there's nothing wrong with that. I know some people say, you shouldn't talk about that. You, you talk about what the hell you want to talk about. Because some people will be willing to hear the different, the different variations of, of uh, indiscretions or being deceitful or cheating or creeping. Because there's all different types of ways that you can be um, dishonest with your partner. You can hurt your partner. So don't let, I, I see a lot of people, a lot of people do podcasts or who are in these forums trying to tell people, you shouldn't talk about that. You should talk. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to talk about? I, I, I've never understood that about people. This is one, one young lady who said, men, if I hear another man doing a relationship, a relationship podcast, who the fuck is she to tell men they can't do relationship podcasts? I, I don't understand that about people. But she got a podcast and she talk about what she want to talk about. So if I'm talking about relationships, and I'm not talking about me personally. I didn't take it personally. I just saw it and I was like, wow. 
people really think they can dictate to people what they can do. We don't live in that type of world. And if anybody stop you from doing what it is that you want to do or what you enjoy doing, then you need to check yourself. You should never let nobody, I don't care if it's a family member, a spouse, nobody dictate what it is that you need to do in your life because you got one life. And guess what? When you're gone, them same motherfuckers going to be doing the fuck they want to do. So don't never let anybody dictate what it is you should say or do. This, this is my podcast. This is my voice. You don't want to listen, step off. I ain't, I ain't going to be hurt that you ain't listening. Because I know there's someone else who, who follows me or who listens to me or who, who subscribes to listening to when he speaks erotic podcast, and I'm good with that. And I'm not going to turn this into no, you know, me getting at people. But it's just amazing how I see so many different people try to make it seem like you're wrong for doing something or you're too old to be doing this or you blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. That's just my, my message to people like that. You know what I'm saying? This ain't personal. This ain't against nobody. Just me, you know, speaking like I do. But yeah, man, y'all take care of yourself. Y'all be safe out in these streets, man. You know, we got all types of situation going on in the world. And you see this, this situation with this young brother out in, in Memphis, man. I, I don't like talking about stuff like that, but it, it's like we got to we gotta make people accountable for their actions. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. That's for another podcast or different platform. But yeah, y'all take care. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.